Rarely has mankind hesitated to eradicate the creatures that stand in the path of his conquest. If we find ritual extirpation undesirable from another Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, government agents, people who have bad taste in both life and comedy, and anybody who might be listening. This is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. I'm your host, Tasker, and we have Nick. I just want everybody to know I got my air conditioning fixed, okay? Yeah, that's right. Last episode, Nick was uh, dealing with the um, the heat wave going on in America here in, what is it, uh June 2021, where shit's been hitting the fan, and Nick, you you were in like 100 degree weather, just with no AC, huh? Yeah, man. But now look at me. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, uh, cocky sweatpants, extra cocky. I'm telling the I'm telling my air conditioning unit to go fuck itself. Yeah. Well, and and here's something that's interesting, and I feel like almost in the same vein of both of bad taste in life and comedy is obviously you know being stuck in a bunch of heat, uh, you have to drink a lot of water. And uh, you you have come up to a recent solution to uh, the uh, constant ur- urination that that occurs, right? So I know what you're driving at. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. I'll tell the people what I've been doing, but I don't want judgment for this because it's fucking ingenious. Okay. <sighs> just I'm just well, pre- I'm just prefacing it with that. Yeah, as you can imagine from the name of this episode, there's going to be a lot of prefacing before saying things. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other topic. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, but I will tell them what you're referring to. So I've lived at this house for since October of last year, okay? Um, and as you all know, I spend 95% of my time in my sex dungeon, a.k.a. basement, okay? Right. Uh, whether it's uh, working, doing the podcast, reading, playing video games, whatever it is, it's usually in the basement. Now, here's the problem with my basement. It's finished in the sense that it has carpets and walls and shit, but the bathroom is not finished, okay? Um, Now, Tasker said I pee a lot. It's true. I pee a fucking shit ton. So all you golden shower people out there, (laughs) you know what I mean? He's um, the guy. I'm the the go-to. I have a (laughs) continuous stream of urine, okay? (laughs) The golden cow of the golden shower. Huh? <laughs> now, the problem is the bathroom in my house, or both of them, are two flights up uh, in in respect to the basement. I have to go up to the first floor and then up to the, the second story to, to go to the bathroom. After almost a year of living here, I decided that's bullshit. Um, and instead of spending money on finishing the basement, why not use all of the empty one liter bottles of water I have sitting around? Right. So what I do now during work, and I hope some of my coworkers are listening to this, is <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I cut the tops of these bottles off with a knife. Can okay? I do it very slowly and methodically? Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I just pee into the one liter bottles, uh, maybe one or two peas, and then I will subsequently dump out said urine into the toilet and then do it over again when needed. Do you use the same bottle over? Of course I use the same bottle. I can only imagine how that smells. Well, I, I rinse it out the, too. It's it's in the sink now? No, the, the bathtub. I rinse it out in the shower. 
Unfucking believable. So it's on the show. I, mean, I can't, you you are gonna have guests who are unwittingly gonna be standing in what was once where your piss went down the drain. <laughs> I I I didn't say the guest bathroom. I do it in my own goddamn bathroom. I dump the pee into my toilet and then I I rinse it out in my shower. Unfucking. So okay, one big discussion I remember you and me have had forever ago is the talk about thresholds, like you know jacking off at work that's a threshold it's one of those things once you pass it you've crossed a line that you cannot come back from like right you, that is you cannot return from that now i know you've had a lot a lengthy explanation for your actions but if we're laying it out as it is you are now living in your basement and peeing in bottles okay. this is where you are at while screaming about ufos on a podcast I like I know what it looks like and I know what it sounds like. <laughs> but I yeah. think that I just think that it's uh, I think it's innovative. I think that it's it's like it's more efficient. It is, but it's gross and weird. And the worst part is you came to me excited thinking I was going to be impressed. Yeah, well, I texted you and I was like, <laughs> dude, you wouldn't believe what I just came up with. And then I was expecting out of anybody in this world to support me in this decision, it would be Tasker. And guess what Tasker said? And you know what? No, I'm going to read the exact text that he sent back to me. <laughs> yeah, I got to pull it up too. To, I got to confirm it. Okay. So I sent this to Tasker. I said, I don't know why it took me so long, but I finally started peeing in bottles in the basement during work. So I don't have to get up, uh, go up two flights to piss. And all he sends me is a gif of uh, Chris Evans from a movie. And it just says, that's gross. And I was like, I'll send you a pic if you want. And he said, please don't. That's the most basement dweller thing you've done so far. (laughs) I was expecting some kind of support from you. (laughs) Well, then he said that you were forced to dump it. And then my next reply was, you were saving it with like three exclamation (laughs) points. (laughs) I felt like I'm saving it up like to see what it ferments into after weeks. I, I save it for a few hours and then I'll dump it and then I'll... But I've stopped the practice because I've gotten too much flack for this. All right. I thought it was now what am I supposed to do? Just go back to going up two flights of stairs to piss? Yeah. Like I it's retarded. I, I get I I get it. I get why that's a pain in the ass. But like I don't know. Like I I that's the worst part is I understand your logic. And yes, that the two flights back when I was at school, uh the art building was three stories high. And those bathrooms were always fucking full. So I I know the struggle of going up three flights of goddamn stairs to go to the bathroom. But just like I said, just the smell and just walking down to see you like hunched over in your wow raids surrounded by giant two liter jugs of your own urine. It's and I guess at least if you're hydrated, at least it's clear. Yeah, but that's that is just oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know. So it's funny when somebody comes in a bottle or comes in a jar, but then when I piss for like a like an actual resourceful, efficient way of doing something, I'm a I'm a monster, right? Is that what you're saying? That you're okay with the coming in, in bottles that people okay, do? Well, here's the difference between coming in a bottle and and pissing in a bottle. First of all, let me be first and foremost and say this: it's both. It's gross. I mean, I've I've seen the fucking my little PewDiePie, whatever my little my pony little thing. PewDiePie. What's PewDiePie doing <laughs> yeah. and swimming and come? <laughs> 
whatever their fucking horse name is. That I've seen the the jar the jar images the, with that, Rainbow is, Dash, Rainbow Dash, Rainbow Dash. And if you are a brave soul, you'll go to Google and look what the fuck that is. And God have mercy on your eyeballs. But it, it so get, don't get me wrong; it's both gross. But at least with the with the jism, it is not as smelly. At least not all the time. It goes away, and there's not as much. So it takes a lot longer for it to become. But the thing is, is the jism is worse over time because once that shit hardens and crusts, you now have some decrepit, inhuman, organic matter that you just can never unsee. Whereas at least the piss, if you take it out in time, it, you, it can be okay. But the fact is, it's like it's it's you just it's just sitting out there, you know. It's weird. <sighs> okay. Again, I reiterate the fact that I don't let it sit there for two days, right? <laughs> I, I I dump it out like within like a couple hours when I get a chance, right? And so it's not sneaking up anything. Um, I am a very hydrated person. My piss is almost crystal clear, uh, ladies. And also, <laughs> when it comes to cum jar or cum jars, cum boxes, all that <laughs> stuff, I think it's a lot grosser because you saw the pictures of the cum box. You, dude, that dude was saving yeah, up for like bad. two years, and it started growing mushrooms and shit. That's fucking bad. <laughs> Those mushrooms would either make you trip, nutsack, or just kill you right on the spot. Or it could make you pregnant and you're a dude. Like, you never know, man. Yeah, you become the first man pregnant. <laughs> Good lord. See, and I feel like maybe it's less about the piss jars itself. But like I said, thresholds. Like, is this like... First, I mean, we start with just pissing in jars and then next, um, I don't know, you're fucking... You're a furry, for all we know. How? Why would... Where is the jump? Where's the jump in logic from me, dude? Because I'm just peeing, and all of a sudden I start buy I, I buy ten thousand dollar fur suits and start fucking <laughs> like my dog. Like what? Well, if you recall, uh, a big uh, a big uh, signifier of of fur suiting at its fullest extent, as you know, is coming in elevators. So when you're pissing in jars, what's next to leave you from not coming in elevators? You're right. I didn't think about that. Yikes! Like, I didn't know, know. Am I on the path? First, you're to jars, then it's elevators, and now you're looking at, you know, do I want the dog head or do I want the pony head? I would go with neither. I say lizard. Yeah. Lizard, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. But then there's that whole other course of, like, the road to degeneracy, you know, it could just be, you know, just jizzing in weird places before, you know, you're committing fucking, like, crimes and shit, like killing people. That's true. At least killing their their will to live. That's what I. That's what happens to me every time I see a furry post on anywhere. Well, so, okay, you're right. I may. I, like I said, I've stopped the practice of peeing in the bottles. Um, I got a lot of flack from it from different angles of my life. <laughs> but I am sure the time that you did it was very convenient and uh, and it was a nice reprieve from your usual two story climb. It was liberating. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. Now I will wrap this up by saying I have. I had a dream last night where I instead of peeing in bottles and instead of going up two flights to pee, I just pee into that little pipe in the where the bathroom is supposed to be finished right because i have all the piping set up for a bathroom to be built the right. there's just no toilet on top of the pipe yet so i'm asking all of our fans out there who are handy people ladies or guys preferably guys right they know a little bit more about it oh my okay God. no no that's rude that's rude <laughs> i'm just kidding um if i pee in that tube am i set or is there something that needs to be done plumbing wise before you can start peeing in those tubes let me know because I might just squat over like an unfinished bathroom and pee in a tube. 
Well, the thing is, is when you don't have the water system from the toilet, there's no water to push it. So I think it'll just be just floating in there. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Okay. So don't so, do that. All right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, if somebody in our, in our listener base knows anything about it, please let us know on their discord email, whatever. Um, this could, you could be saving a man's life today. Yeah. And it could be from a lady. I, that was a joke. I know that you guys yeah. are, I know that some of you broad shouldered <laughs> ladies out there are, are great at, at plumbing and that's hey, good for you. All right. And your, and your wife. All right. Uh, this, this episode is just starting amazing <laughs> and it's just going to get worse from here on out. Cause we are talking about the cryptids of Africa today. African cryptids, a very, where we've always kind of wanted to step into this cultural, you know, the cryptids of other cultures, you know, cause me and Nick are Americans and uh, which means we hate ourselves. So we want to look off and to see uh, what else is beyond the horizon in the cradle of civilization. Ruth indeed. But of course, as our usual, we have to kind of catch the vibe of this episode. Um, I got low hopes for the vibe, but we got to look at some horoscopes. So uh, did you go first last time? Yeah. How about you go first this time, homie? All right. Let's see. There's plenty of air to fuel your fire today, Scorpio. God damn right. You're able to get a quite a bit done. Multitasking is key to accomplishing what you want to do. And elements of the unexpected is likely to add a surprising dimension to the day. You're able to communicate freely and you will likely be on the same page with the people you meet. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we uh, prevented a ant infestation. We found that <laughs> there was a stray piece of beef jerky that had gotten out. And uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, there was some go-getter, go-getter shit that time. And um, yeah, I feel like I, I communicate. Communi- communi- I'm aware you of the communi- irony. You, you talk to them. You talk to the ants. You do when you talk to them. I feel as though I am able to communicate my opinions to you very clearly today, as you have all heard for the past couple minutes. So, um, yeah, for once, I'm actually, I feel like this, this fucking freehoroscopes.com finally heard my complaints of like how dumb their fucking horoscopes are. Well, let me ask you, what did you do with that piece of beef jerky? Did you eat it? I most certainly did not. We threw it away. Where was it at? Um, it was in the closet. They had an exterminator who was trying to, they had like a rat problem and he put beef jerky on the, uh, for the rat traps and the rat, the rats <laughs> pulled the beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck did you hire, dude? Did you they hire? Did not, it was, it was their landlord, their landlord who doesn't give a fuck about him. I'm sure because it sounds like fucking, uh, <laughs> it sounds like some redneck shit. That sounds like something you gonna, eat. I'm like, what the fuck? I was going to say, I don't even think they, that was an exterminator that showed up. He didn't even go with cheese, huh? He just went straight. You know, I got some beef jerky in my car. This might work pretty good. Let me just throw it in yeah. this trap real quick. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. But no, we uh, fucking, we threw it away. We uh, just murked them with raid. And um, yeah, we set out a, a couple for what the ones that were left with those straggler traps that like, it's like, it's not immediately poisonous, but when they bring it back to like the home nest, it just fucks up and kills their whole colony. Nice. So, so you, so you committed some genocide. Good. A good old, good old genocide weekend, man. It feels, felt great. And on top of that, just to like cap it all off, there was a spider in my shower earlier. I fucking, I, I covered my fist with a, uh, uh, two or three, uh, uh, tissues and just fucking like falcon punched into oblivion. I would have, I would have not. And we'll talk more about this later, actually. It has to do with our episode. Oh. But, um, I'm 100%, if I was in your case, and I have been many times, spiders mm. like showers uh, because they they're do. fucking assholes. And yeah. um, I don't do anything about it. I can't. I uh, Windex, a bottle of Windex, and just hope to God it drowns. I don't know. 
Well, here's the thing. I was even going to kill it, but then it leapt at me, and I'm like, oh, what? you just forfeited your goddamn life. Oh, like, dude, I would have had a fucking stroke if it leapt at me. I almost did. That's hence Falcon Punch. He got what he deserved. How big was it? Uh, it was about an inch. Too big. Too big. Yeah. <laughs> That's one inch too big. <laughs> yes, exactly. Something something we both wish we could hear a little more often. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, baby. Tell me about it. Oh, God. All right. Stars, sex, three out of five. Hustle, four out of five. Vibe, two out of five. Success, two out of five. That does it for me. How about you? It may be hard for you to make a decision about anything today, Cancer. Things may seem wishy-washy and unclear. Don't worry about it. There is there is plenty of air to fuel your fire. Isn't that kind of what they sold you? Um, More or less. Be aware that people may pop up from the past and, un- and unexpected events may disrupt the flow throughout the day. Best laid plans are apt to be broken. Don't sweat it. Just go with the flow. Ah. So back to pissing in jars again, huh? Yeah, sounds about sounds about <laughs> right. I'm going with the flow. I think that's what it's telling me to do. So when you're you have your coworkers over for a fucking dinner to you know help you get that promotion. That's when the, what are those? Well, dude, my fucking stars told me I had to keep. You want some it. lemonade? Yeah, <laughs> milk Clear lemonade. Milk lemonade around the corner. Fudge is made. Um, if he has a pee <laughs> fetish, you might get the CEO position. Hell yeah, man! Hey, nothing wrong with a pee fetish, man. Ugh. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but there's something wrong with scat. We've talked about this before. Scat is, yeah, that's a irredeemable. Um, you deserve the hell that you end up in for it. Exactly. Now <laughs> it says people will pop up from my past. Nobody's popped up from my past yet today. Um, mm. so that's cool. Uh, maybe later today. I don't know. Um, and then Possible. it says best laid plans are apt to be broken. Um, you were late because you have to deal with the. Uh, freeways of Southern California. That's the only Correct. thing I can think of. Yeah, uh, it was horseshit. I had to use every detour in the book. And um, that's one thing that one of the best parts of Corona was when I needed to go to Long Beach and it was 430 and I was on the 405 freeway. If you live in California, you know that that's a shit show. And it was open at 4 p.m. Peak rush hour. And I was going 80. Beautiful. But not no more, no longer. That that, that time is past us. And um, uh, man, I fucking hate this place sometimes. Well, assuming that coronavirus is real, right? And like we've talked about Mm. before, um, we should have probably let it do its job a little bit more. uh, Maybe taken a little longer with the vaccines, uh, Mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. And that way we wouldn't have that problem on the freeway because clearly there's a population issue. And what (laughs) do... Viruses do, Tasker. They uh, they they eradicate the weak. All right, fixes the problem. We may as well have called it the Fourth Reich instead of the coronavirus. All right, or instead of the uh-huh. Shanghai shivers, whatever they decided to call that shit. <laughs> Shanghai, Shanghai, the Shanghai shivers. Yeah. Oh my god, getting it wrong made it even worse. Shanghai. Yeah. What the fuck's yeah. that? That probably means like oh. fuck you in Chinese. And I just, I just, we have some listeners in China, which is uh, scary to me. Yeah, surprising. I, I'm surprised we're even like legally allowed to be streamed over there. Yeah, probably they're probably just like we said, keeping they're taking notes, man. Yep, making sure, seeing, make sure we don't uh, fuck anything up too bad. But hey, speaking of fucking up uh, cultures, let's get into today's episode. Yeah, of course, it's extremely hot, desert-like. What better to look into 
in in terms of climate, Africa is one of the hottest places on the planet. Outside of South, South is it South America or Africa is hotter? I would venture to say it depends how far away from the equator. Because uh, they're both very big continents. Africa's massive. But right. it depends. Because closer to the equator, you got more rain, you got more tropical rainforest, dense, humid jungles. But then most of Africa is hot plains oh, yeah. and deserts and shit. Well, and they got the Sahara Desert, which is just, I think it is the biggest desert in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of that reputation there. But as you said, Africa is a continent. It's huge. There's a much more diverse level of like, you know, climate zones, biomes, but we do know a lot of it is very hot. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a diverse people there too, right? Because in North Africa, you got Arabs, right? Because they're like up there with the Muslims and all that and all that jazz, all that stuff. And then Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got most of Africa, which I assume is uh, tribes, right? Uh, well, there. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a hard fucking episode to, <laughs> to take this with respect. But there are, in fact, indigenous peoples that still are living the way they did back in the good old days before industrialization. That is true. There is they they do exist. There is a there is a good number of them that are thriving to this day. Some who have embraced technology, and some who have not might not even seen other humans. And then in South Africa, which we have listeners from, by the way, hello, and I apologize ahead of time. Um, (laughs) In South Africa, it's a lot of white people who talk funny. Yeah, and South Africa, that's a lot of colonization, a lot of um, apartheid uh, genocide, a lot of people being killed to make room for white people. It was um, it's a mixed bag of uh, of of things that happened down there, but. I like I like how carefully you're treading. You're like, because like I'll say something problematic to kind of spur you on, and then you just kind of like tiptoe around it to try and um, save it. I'm doing the best I can. I knew this is going to be a thinker of an episode for me to get us from being fucking. Well, didn't we have a pact where it's like if once we reach episode 200, I, I'm officially going to stop worrying about us being canceled, and we're just going to actually try to get canceled and see if we can do it. Yeah, see if we can get thrown off of everything. Yeah. So we'll revisit this episode on a uh, 201 and <laughs> it'll probably be our last one. It'll, it'll definitely be our last one. I, I will, I plan on being respectful. Of course, uh, there will be jokes. There has been jokes, obviously, but I, yeah. but know that it comes from a place of love and a place mm-hmm. of oneness, right? If we can't make fun of our African brothers and sisters, then they're not allowed to make fun of Americans <laughs> uh, or something. Well, something like that. I, mm, <laughs> well, Africa is a very diverse name. <laughs> I almost said nation. See, I'm already fucking Oh, up. God. Africa no. is a continent with a widely diverse number of countries of which there's more diverse, you know, smaller levels of everything. I think one of the big problems with Africa is it gets lumped in as if it's just one big nation, which it is very much so not. So that's another thing to keep in mind with this episode is it's like, you know, that's like saying like... um because like America isn't even a continent. Like North America is America. It's Canada. It's Greenland. It's whatever the fuck else is around. 
and South America or in Mexico and like oh, I almost fucked us. This is you okay. you dude, you are just you're sweating bullets right now. I love this type of shit. This is gonna be God, a fun God, episode, this, man. God is fucking hell. Okay, let's just let's move into it because I'm curious about what it is that you've gathered. All right, guys. Hello and welcome back. Now, we hope you all enjoyed the Men in Black series. It was a lot of fun to do. It was something that we've wanted to talk about for a while, and we hope you dug it, all right? Mm-hmm. However, it was pretty heavy and filled with a lot of cases and information, very research-heavy. So we figured that this week, it would be nice to have a chill, entertaining episode hearkening back to our roots, like cryptids. Mm-hmm. A little bit more of a relaxed episode because, yeah, the past like five or six episodes have been really research heavy. So we're kind of we're easing off a little bit this week. Yeah, we're just going to have some fun at other people's expenses today. All right. Like we used to. Like we <laughs> used to. <laughs> um, and specifically, right, we're going to be talking about the many different cryptids throughout Africa. So today's episode will be a compilation of these cryptids. Now, I do want to say up top, this is by no means an exhaustive list of the cryptids in Africa. There are fucking thousands of them, I think. There are yeah, a lot there. So let's see. Africa has, I'm, I'm now looking it up as 54 countries. So keep in mind, the United States is one country, and we got a fuck ton of insanity at every corner of it. Now there's 54, and that's just modern day countries of what's currently established. There's just so much people, so much stuff going on. It's actually, I'm actually really glad we're getting into African like uh, culture, like monsters and supernatural, because there's a that that is a treasure trove of cool shit that we got to talk about. There's a lot going on in Africa, man. There is a shit ton of cryptids and and legends and folklore. Um, now today, obviously, will be just cryptids. One day, maybe we can get into some um, more paranormal folklore type stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Like there are different types of like witch peoples and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, without further delay. And I will do this bit. I know I always do this bit at the beginning of episodes. I'll try to do it as least offensively as possible. Um, without further delay, grab your loincloths. No, no, no not that. No, grab no. your diamonds stained with the blood of uh, your fellow man. No, we skipped that uh, one as well. It's a, it's a little bit more real. I'm bringing awareness, all right? Stop buying diamonds, people. <laughs> yeah, did you ever watch Blood Diamond, the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, such a good movie. Lots of lots of arms being cut off. So, um, yeah, diamonds are uh, terrible. Get the lab-grown stuff. You know what? I can't think of anything that's not remotely offensive for this bit, um, so I'm going to skip it. Let's just dive into this shit. It's the best way to do it. Now, you all may be asking, why did we choose Africa for this cryptid compilation episode? Well, the answer, quite frankly, is that Africa is fucking big. Okay. Tasker said there's 54 countries. I almost said states. No, it's fucking 54 countries, which is absurd. <laughs> all right. Yeah. They need to start like making treaties and, and combining because that's that's getting out of hand. Well, I think they tried to, except instead of making treaties, it was just warmongers straight up just rolling in and taking over. That was a big problem. Um, don't know if it still is. Probably, maybe. But uh, like I said, that's that's some heavy deep dive, like got go to college 
history type stuff. Yeah, that's something that I'll try to I'll put I'll give my two cents about it later. I feel yeah. like I'm qualified, you know. Yeah, you've studied. <laughs> um no, I'm not. And then uh it's <laughs> now <clears throat> Africa is the second largest continent on the planet, right behind Asia. Okay. Right. It's fucking big. Um and it's also the second most populated continent as well. Again, just behind Asia. Mm. Simply put, with the size and diversity of the cradle of civilization and the parts still largely unexplored, there are many, many cryptids said to be lurking all throughout the jungles, the plains of Africa as well, all throughout the, the deserts, continent. the savanna, the savanna, uh, Copacabana, right? Like that Rod Stewart song. Yeah, there was actually funny enough, not funny at all, actually. Um, there was this video of this guy where he was on like, um, he was just, you know, hiking and a mountain lion started just like following him and like not in a great like, oh, pet the kitty kind of way. And every time he'd look away, it would start to pounce and he'd have to be like, hey, hey, and like it was just following him at like a walking pace. And when I think of Savannah, I think of just a lot of big furry things that are looking to eat you. Yeah, man. That video took place in Utah. Utah is a sketchy... Look, guys, if you're going out hiking, bring a weapon. Mm-hmm. That's a smart idea. So oh, Utah has a lot of, like, like natural... Uh, animal... Uh, fuck me. Uh, Jesus Christ. Animals? We're, we're yes. Starting. Yes, it has yes. a lot of animal <laughs> tasks. Every state has animals. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a lot of... Is, are there a lot of hiking deaths in Utah? Is that That's what I was going to ask. I wouldn't be surprised because hiking is very big in Utah. Outdoorsy shit is very big in Utah. So I feel like... But I feel like that's a probability thing, right? The more people that are doing outdoorsy stuff, the more likely True. they're going to die, right? Um, okay, so it doesn't say a whole lot of like... You're, you're more just as likely to die in California as you would in Utah as you would in Nevada, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just a numbers game. It's a numbers game, but you're right. Um, now there are apparently, according to my list for this episode, there are things in Africa to be much more afraid of than a mountain lion though. Uh, yeah, like a real regular lion. Like a real no, like other stuff, like like scary stuff. Task your lions are a bunch of pussies. Uh, all right, <laughs> literally, so comparatively speaking, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, lions will, might as well be house cats compared to what we're going to talk about. Is, is that what you're kind of angling here? That's where I, that's what I'm driving at. That's what I'm driving at. All right, well, all right. Well, let's see. But some people out there might be like, "Why haven't you done a cryptid in a uh, cryptids from Asia episode?" And that's simply because. I can't pronounce most of the things in Asia, let alone <laughs> Africa. Like I, I'm going to be struggling today. Um, but yeah. then when you try and get me to start saying like uh, Asian words, <laughs> that's difficult. Well, well, and it's interestingly enough, these like kind of multicultural cryptid stuff um, forever ago. And I still have it in the back burner of, uh, I really do want to do an episode on uh yokai, which are like the Japanese, like um, monsters basically. And, or like dark spirits. Cause I guess in Japanese Shintoism, they're praying to demons just as much as they're praying to like, uh, you know, benevolent like spirits and stuff like that. Because to them, it's just like, you know, you want the evil ones on your side or to not get you as anyways, like that's another big one. 
that I'm mo- more than likely that's going to be me who's going to be researching. I'm that, not huh? researching that shit. I'm not <laughs> touching it. It's all you. Hey, look, I'll sit in on the episode and I'll I'll crack a joke every once in a while. I refuse to research that Japanese weeaboo bullshit because I know why. I know how you came up with this episode to idea. You said it's called yokai. That's just because you like yokai watch, huh? I no, I don't. I've never played it before, but I did that. It is. It's bigger. It's bigger than Yokai Watch. That's where that gets the name from. But just to give you a little preview, uh, there is one where it's like this. It's a woman and her neck is like long and outstretched and can like snake up to you. And like, it's creepy. It's really fucking scary. Sounds useful in bed, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that makes man. very convenient, too, especially for <laughs> late night snacks. <laughs> hey, grab me a sandwich. She doesn't even leave the room. <laughs> yeah. And then you can come back and just give get head right after if you have that kind of relationship. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have a nice open relationship and you can demand <laughs> sandwiches after <laughs> sex, like it's the 1950s. <laughs> it's one of those. I'm glad how forward things were, but sometimes I sandwich sounds nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. I didn't even say that shit. Man, you are sexist. <laughs> Fucking Jackie Gleason over here. This episode is going to be my downfall. It's, yeah. it's, it's all just gone from here. And, and soon, t- piss bottles is going to be like the least of our worries. And it's already the least of my worries, man. You are oh. taking yourself into a corner. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So let's get into our first cryptid of the episode. Okay, now this is a this is a fun one. And I will pronounce it the way that I believe it's pronounced. Mokele Membe. That is great. <laughs> I I want the, I want it to be on record that I did in fact enjoy that a lot. Can, can we get that one more time? Mokele Mbembe. That's what it is. I mean, you're not wrong. That's what's great about it. It's, it's you're not being weird. It's that's what it's called. That is what it's called. The inflection. Mokele Mbembe. Mokele Mbembe. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get through this shit. Keep this in. No. They need, they need to know how difficult fucking, this is. Fucking three-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> when really, it should only be about an hour and a half. That's what I timed it as. But it's going to yeah. take us three hours to get through these fucking pronunciations. <laughs> and we're going to giggle at them like schoolgirls, right? Because yeah, it's funny exactly. the way Nick says it because Nick's racist, right? <laughs> oh, no. He's becoming self-aware. <laughs> so meta. Oh, my God. So meta. Now. Any of my fellow cryptozoologists out there know about this creature. And there's a reason it's on this episode. And it's a reason I put it as the first one. The Mokele Mbembe is probably the most famous cryptid to live in Africa. Tasker, have you heard of Mokele Mbembe? I have never heard of Mokele Mbembe. Well, let's get into it because I fucking love this thing. Awesome. But I must say that it's also one of the first cryptids that I have ever heard about as a young, malleable, taught, nubile child, right? And and this helped spark my interest in cryptozoology. Just curious, what does nubile mean? I don't know. Can you look it up? I put it in the outline, but I'm not sure what it means because I've heard <laughs> I've heard people referred to as nubile. <laughs> So we were normally would cut this bit out, but I do have to keep this bit into the episode because nubile is particularly in referring to a young woman being sexually attractive. <laughs> <laughs> 
shit. You can't. You, some shit in life you just can't write. You know, it just it just happens magically as it's supposed to. I still stand oh. by my description, though. <laughs> it's still accurate. <laughs> I was a sexy kid, man. Oh, my God. And I'm going to blow my own cover on this. But the only reason I questioned it is because there is, um, for, you know, reasons, of course, I think should be obvious. There is a, I am aware that there's a porn company around called the name Nubile. Oh, is there? Nubiles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was like, hold on. <laughs> like, so, yes, Nick's a... <laughs> Came across as a sexually attractive young woman as a child. Yes. Yeah. I was voluptuous back then. Voluptuous. Okay. So, um, so Mokele Mbembe is one of my favorites and is very near and dear to my heart. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But I stand by my adjectives. I'm mal, I was malleable, nubile and young. (laughs) That's great to know. (laughs) Okay. Let's first take a look at the name. Now I pronounced it Mokele Mbembe. Now, I like to add that little like inflection at the end of it. Yeah. it kind very, of, very musical. Yes. Um, uh, so it means literally the one who stops the flow of rivers in the Lingana language. It's one who stops the flow of rivers. So pretty imposing already. Yes. And it could honestly, that means that I could describe and, and call most of our listeners mothers Mokele Mbembe. Because mm. they're fat. Yeah, because they stopped the flow of rivers, man. Did that not land? Yeah. All right, never mind. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. I know. Your mama jokes it's, don't have any... They're not very good anymore. I know. I'm sorry. Well, after Nubile, that's a hard act to follow, yes. to be fair. <laughs> that's fair, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go from Nubile to um, your mama joke. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, all your mothers are attractive. Don't worry. Um, they're new. Mm-hmm. Nick knows. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lingana language is a common language used in the region in which the Mokere Mbembe is said to thrive. The Congo. Or the Republic of the Congo, if you if you but I'm just gonna call it the Congo because I don't have time to fucking say that every time, all right? <laughs> yeah. We're you know, we're American enough to be to just skate by on this, I think. Yeah, I'm 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 doing it aware, fully aware too. <laughs> now, what is Mokele Mbembe. Well, it is said to be a sauropod. Now, for those unaware, a sauropod is a long-necked herbivore dinosaur, kind of like Littlefoot from The Land Before Time. And I basically just spelt it out for all of you out there whose extra chromosomes have recently activated. All right? Oh, asshole. (laughs) Hey, I'm just calling it like like I seize it, man. If you don't know what a sauropod is, you are, and you call yourself a paleontologist, you can fuck right off, all right? Oh, I thought you added that bit because I was like, oh, when you said it, and then you're like, yeah, you fucking extra crumbs. Well, you, that too. I mean, because you're like, oh, that's a cute that movie. That movie had dinosaurs in it. I like dinosaurs. I like the ones with the long neck because they eat puts my face. Okay. No, I'm not doing it. We're not doing that. <laughs> Well, there are a couple reasons why this beast is said to be a sauropod. Well, first off, some locals who have reported seeing it, and there have been uh, a lot of reports, let me tell you, okay? This is like probably the most widely spotted cryptid in Africa. Um, They describe it as being hippopotamus-like with a small head, but a very long neck and tail, and just generally larger than a hippopotamus. But that's how they describe it, right? Because... Not to be racist, all right? A lot of prefacing going on today. 
But these people, uh, that was rude. The natives, <laughs> I didn't think about that. I did not mean it like that, by the way. <laughs> the natives probably are unaware of dinosaurs and what they are, right? We, we, yeah. we kind of know about dinosaurs in the West, in most places. And there, they probably, like Tasker said, haven't seen, some of them haven't seen other humans, let alone they don't know what dinosaurs are. So they use the things that they know to describe things. So if they see a hippopotamus, but it's not a hippopotamus, they'll say, it looks like a hippopotamus, but with a long neck and tail. And you're like, what does that sound like? It sounds like a fucking sauropod. Yeah. So in terms of like, I can't help but make a comparison to uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Is there, is there some similarities that are happening later? Well, that's a good question. The Loch Ness Monster is thought to be a plesiosaur. Okay. Um, a plesiosaur is a water-dwelling reptile, not yeah. land-dwelling like uh, like a sauropod. Um, as far as what they're seeing, maybe right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. but but uh, but we will be doing eventually a series on the Loch Ness Monster. We have to. Oh, it's an and that's like an occasion one. Like that's something where. Ooh, that's like a like 150 episode or whatever. Yeah, and that's the one that we'll do the live stream in the hot tub for because it kind of makes sense. Yep, we did we did say we were thinking about doing hot tub meta at some point. I'm gonna at that point it. it'll be a de- it'll be a dead joke, but that's kind of our forte. Is we <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, jet fuel can't melt stale memes. That's right, man. My favorite memes are dead ones. Hell fucking yeah. So I was gonna say yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just want to interject this bit. That's like kind of how on Discord, like our favorite emote now um, is the, uh, what is it? The um, copy that, the copy that, copy that, <laughs> copy that. Oh, that shit cracks me up. I I use it as often as I can. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the EB games thing. <laughs> if you don't know it, look it up on YouTube. It's um, wonderful edits. Yeah. Good job, internet. Great job, guys. So if you think about the description from the natives, it does sound like a long neck dinosaur. Um, Cryptozoologists and researchers who have entered the Congo looking for the Mokele Mbembe have questioned locals about their sightings and asked them to draw in the dirt, which is pretty racist, by the way. (laughs) Pretty presumptuous of them. Yes. uh, What they had seen. Okay. And uh, to no one's surprise, the drawings all looked like what the researchers thought to be sauropods. Crazy. Really quick, brief side note, but uh, yeah, we should get that sound bit of you saying the Monkele Mbembe and that you could make that into like a ringtone. I would love that, man. If, you know, my voice could just bring joy to millions. That could be fun. I was going to say we could offer it for like a buck a pop, but what is this fucking like 2003? Like nobody buys ringtones anymore. Yeah, man. Nobody even uses ringtones. Anybody who has a ringtone now and doesn't keep their phone on silent or vibrate are weird. That's true. Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing in like schools nowadays. I don't know. Don't have kids. Don't have kids. Never will. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, I'm never having kids. Well, I don't know that you said you probably can with all the monster you had as uh, in your youth, right? Oh, I'm pretty sterile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. Just blanks. <laughs> Nothing even comes out anymore. <laughs> see, so you can see, see men. You're ah, fucking hell. You can. <laughs> Oh, hey, man, we all have those days. Sometimes, sometimes words just escape us. And I didn't know what Nubau meant, but yeah, I, I threw it in anyway because I'm arrogant. 
Yep. <laughs> and here I was thinking I could make a word play with the word semen and just arrogance all across the board, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's why if you decide to shoot your load into, into buckets or, or jugs, it won't be a big deal because there's nothing to shoot. Anyways, let's go move on. Nice. Now, some reports speak of it having frills on the back of its neck, and some even say that they have uh, seen a single horn on the top of its head above the nose. Now, uh, as far as color goes, the Mokele Mbembe has been reported as being anywhere from a brick reddish brown color all the way to dark gray and including the many shades in between Um, there. So there's many different sightings as far as color goes. Okay. Tracks have been found and photographed in the mud of the Congo. They usually range anywhere between one to three feet wide, which is very big, by the way, for footprints. Ooh, yeah. And they always have three toes in the front, of course. Now, the reason why so many tracks have been uh, easily spotted is because the Mokele Mbembe has been established to spend a lot of time on the shores of the rivers deep within the jungles of the Congo. So they like to spend their time on the on the shores, which is naturally muddy. And in the mud, they leave their tracks. It's just the way it goes. And they, they harden there. Yeah, and that's not too unusual, right next to a water source and stuff. That makes sense. Precisely, man. They are smart for dumb dinosaurs. <laughs> that's how they survive, especially when you're that big. You need a lot of water. Exactly. Let's talk about their behavior for a little bit. Now, they do sound scary, right? Like, we've all seen Jurassic Park. Even uh, even if it's a an herbivore like these guys, seeing a dinosaur in person probably will fucking freak you out. Oh, yeah, to see a walking skyscraper crush you, and they won't even know what happened. Yeah, the, to them, you're a bug, right? Yes. Like, if you're, so if you're stranded in the dinosaur, or fuck me. <laughs> I too have been stranded in a dinosaur at least once in my life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're stranded in the jungle and you see a dinosaur, you will poop your pampers. For sure. However, the pygmies of the Likoala Likoala swamp. Oh, that almost sounded Hawaiian. I know. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that Hawaiian? That would have been Hawaiian. Ah. Uh, of whatever that swamp is, uh, they seem to know a lot about this cryptid. And they say that they are actually pretty, these creatures are actually pretty timid and keep to themselves. They are said to be herbivores and like to eat specific plants found in the Congo, at least according to the pygmies. And these plants, uh, or this plant is the malambo, malambo plant, which has two parts. <laughs> uh, Landolf- Landolfia Mani and Landolfia Owariensis. Huh. So I'm gathering that this thing is mostly encrypted because it's just really it's it's a dinosaur that's living in modern day. It's really fucking big, but it doesn't sound like it's like going and like eating like your like sheep and shit, right? For the most part, yes. Um now they're not they're Tastrad's very uh Ignorant of you, there are no sheep in Africa. <laughs> Sorry, that's my Irish coming up. <laughs> yeah, I mean there could be. I don't know. I don't. Find, that's more uh, ignorant of me to say there's not. <laughs> not to know. <laughs> there could be. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we got to do an episode on sheep squatch. By the way, remind me. Sheep I know we're planning squatch. the episode on uh, an episode on an episode, but remind me, listeners, got remind it. me. Okay. 
Yeah, listeners, <laughs> you could be part of the process too. <laughs> Put it on a resume. Yeah. <laughs> now, because of the fact that they are herbivores and they keep to themselves, they're mostly said to not bother humans. Okay. So he's, it really is just, they're just big and scary, but them themselves, they're not actively seeking to kill us. And I feel like that's one of the misconceptions I fall for all the time with cryptid is that if it's a cryptid, it's assumed that they're like, you know, out for blood, which is not the case. Not the, not the case here, but I did say mostly because there have been a few and a very few, I mean, reported cases of the Mokele Mbembe flipping over boats in the river and sometimes killing the people that fall out of the boat. Um, but like I said, very few cases, and I see it more as a territorial thing than like a let's hunt some humans thing. Yeah, it's a well, it's it's just like me falcon punching that uh the spider in my shower. It's to the Monkele Mbembe, it's no different. Yeah, exactly. You, the, you you found the spider in your territory and it angered you um mm. unreasonably, right? And I'm just kidding, no, very reasonably. <laughs> and then um in the same thing, if we go to 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 deserted or not even deserted, but like maybe even undiscovered parts of the Congo and, and go into these rivers through boats as, as explorers or researchers, we might mm-hmm. be entering its territory and it'd probably be pretty pissed too. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I got to add on, it's like, you know, cause showers are obviously a great place for introspective thinking. So of course, you know, after I just uh, ferociously murdered a spider, you can't help but, you know, think about mortality a bit and, you know, the, the way of nature. And my whole thing is like, man, like, I really just ended ended some living thing's life just now. But I'm like, you know what, man? I wouldn't walk into a fucking bear den and expect not to possibly get my ass fucking crushed. So yeah. you know what? Hey, man, you knew what he was getting into. Yeah, maybe he was suicidal. Possibly. And even if you didn't know what he's getting into, well, fucking nature, baby. Like, dude, <laughs> top of the goddamn food chain. That's what goddamn happens. Yeah, yeah, you eight-legged piece of shit. <laughs> Showed him, and and I and I feel absolved for it. Good. Jesus forgives you. Yeah, thank God. Long or story, Jesus, whatever. <laughs> nice, real nice, dude. They're bringing jokes, huh? <laughs> oh, all day, every day. So, long story short, about the Mokele Mbembe, stay out of their way, and they'll probably leave you alone. All right, not much to worry about here, but I mean, just think of the idea of having a fucking living dinosaur in the deep in the Congo right now. That's awesome. That's it's pretty sick, and. Not impossible either. I mean, obviously, dinosaurs are known for being extinct, but I mean, we're discovering new species every day. And there's even been talk of like extinct species like resurfacing in some cases. So I would actually even venture to say in terms of cryptid level of existence, this one might actually be probable. And I would fucking pay so much money to be able to visit it. Mm-hmm. Got to find it first, though, and um, I'm pretty sure something else will kill you before you get to it. Oh, there will be something else that'll kill me. Most of our episode takes place in the fucking Congo because there's something yeah. wrong with that place. Uh, apparent, a lot of bad juju there. Was that racist? That was fucking, you sound like a witch doctor <laughs> right out of East Africa, man. Good job. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Let's. And you're worried about me. Damn. Yeah, I'm like I said, it's going to be, you know, I, I spent almost 80 episodes trying to backpedal and it's going to be me. who's going to inevitably ignite the the the, the gunpowder that leads us to our inevitable cancellation. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. You're welcome. 
Okay, for this next cryptid, let us remain in the Congo, and we will be discussing a cryptid known as Emela Ntuka. Oh, that was pretty good, man. I think I might belong there. You you might you got a you got a penchant for the language, it seems. Oh, it feels right, dude. Yeah, at least for the Congo, but I mean, I can't say for all the other countries, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like AIDS, man. I can't go over there. Uh, it's, it's, That's okay. a problem over there. Um, uh, it's a problem everywhere. True. Anyway, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> uh, now, this is, again, a cryptid named in the Lingana language, and its name means killer of elephants. Oh, <laughs> that's intimidating. Yes. And guess what? It is another dinosaur-like cryptid. But I uh, should say that although the Mokele Mbembe was easier to identify based off of its characteristics, the Emela Ntuka is a little harder to determine. So this one's a little bit a little bit more mysterious and creepy. Yeah, a little bit more mysterious. Because um, when you see a long-necked dinosaur, it's scary, but you know it's not going to eat you outright. Yeah, yeah, you got a chance. But it's said to be around the same size as an African bush elephant and weighing around 16,000 pounds, right? So it's pretty goddamn thick. Mm. Again, big booty. Much like most of our listeners' mothers. (laughs) See, that one one landed better. There we go. See, it's because it's dead already. (laughs) I brought it up. (laughs) Fantastic. It's it's an art. Now, instead of being shaped like a sauropod, you know, with the long neck, long tail, stout body, it's said to look a lot closer to a rhinoceros with a long tail. At least that's what the natives say. And that being said, it's short, at least compared to the Mokele Mbembe, closer to the ground and has a longish horn coming out of the front of its face, like fairly long. Oof. Now, yes, I know that some of you skeptics, including Tasker, might be saying right now that it sounds like just a rhino, right? Like a big old, like, a rhino with gigantism, which is not impossible. Not impossible. I agree. But do you, I have one thing I do want to say is, look, I'm not a fucking zoologist. I don't know a lot about Africa, but I'm saying I don't know if rhinos are in the Congo, first off. I feel like that's more of a plains animal. Like they're out on the plains. I think there are, but they are certainly, um, it's the white, well, in particular, it's the white rhino, which is on like the brink of extinction and they're doing their best to save it. Well, oh, wait, no, not anymore. Looks like they're doing okay now. Oh, that's a shame. Whatever. <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. I could be wrong. Okay. We can, we don't have to talk about dying animals. We can, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh, hey, look, there could be rhinos in the, in the Congo. Then that that holds up if there are, right? But for some reason in my yeah. mind, I, I now it's probably because of movies, but I picture rhinos in the desert more or in the plains yeah, more savanna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes but <clears throat> it sounds like another type of a dinosaur uh, instead of a rhino, and it sounds in particular to me at least like a ceratopsian dinosaur. Now, some ceratopsians had one horn. As adults, and some of those that did not, and they had maybe three horns as adults, often had one horn in their youth. So the description of the Amela Ntuka fits with this family of dinosaurs, and I'm happy to say that, in my opinion, this theory holds up. Are you like the kid who had the big, colorful dinosaur book? 
Oh man, I was all about dinosaurs. All about dinosaurs. And you know what? Let me explain again. And I'm sure you all could figure it out from the name <clears throat> Ceratopsian, but those are like the that's like the family name of the different the many different plate-headed dinosaurs like the Triceratops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, I wasn't like roasting Nick or anything like that. I, I had one of those books too. I just never read it. I just look at the pictures. Oh, you could totally roast me if you want, man. I was pretty autistic with dinosaurs. <laughs> but hey, look, it's paying off now. Look at me, man, on a podcast talking shit about dinosaurs. Fantastic. I mean, I'm learning shit. Hey, that's what I'm here for, guys. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to tell you a little bit of what you think is the truth, but mostly what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. What a martyr. I am. With this creature, its skin ranges in color from brown to gray in different reports. And our pygmy friends, just like in the last one, uh, know a bit about this creature. And uh, in this region, they have told researchers in the past that the Amela Ntuka is very territorial and aggressive. And they fear this dinosaur cryptid more than any other animal in the region. Ooh, so this is a, this is a big old people eater. This is one that'll fuck you up. Um, I don't know if it will eat you. If my theory is correct and it is a Ceratopsian dinosaur, I don't think they'll eat you, but I think they'll just fuck you up for being around them. Got it. So extra aggressive. No good. If they run into you on the scale of like, will I survive when I see it? It's one of those. Yeah. If it doesn't see you. Exactly. Interesting. Now, this next one is one of my favorites that I found out about. Um, I did not know about this one before doing this episode. So this next cryptid is called the spiny-backed chimpanzee. Oh, dear. And yes, we will, of course, be staying in the Congo for this one. Okay. And chimpanzees and monkeys in general are fucking terrifying already. Not just because of how close they are to being us, but also because they're, it's us, but like with almost, with like, 4% of the mental capacity we have and 40 times the amount of strength. It's like, and I use this analogy very um, hesitantly, but the way that you describe their mental capacity and strength ratio kind of reminds me of retards. Just saying. There is a, uh, there is a phrase known as retard strength end quote, right? (laughs) I once fought, I once had a fight with one. All right. How did that go? Well, okay. Now, before I incriminate myself, it's not like I went up to him and was like, give me your fucking lunch money, right? Like, give me your, give me your My Little Pony lunchbox. It wasn't like that. Okay. Uh huh. I was in elementary school, very early elementary school. Like, I was probably in fucking second or third grade. Yeah. And, there was some two older kids who I knew from daycare, uh-huh. um, both in sixth grade, um, but they looked thirty. They were probably held back a while, right? Because you know, right? Not not Have too not too then, sharp, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I was friends with one of them, right? I will leave the names out. I was friends with one of them, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I was hanging out with him, right? He was he was not uh, he was not very high functioning, my friend. Okay, I was okay. I was vibing with him in the sandbox, just doing whatever we were doing. But then this other one came along, and I, I this other guy. I'm sorry, not other one. Like they're a different species. I apologize. <laughs> Make sure to humanize. But them. he was an asshole. Okay, now so the <laughs> like so he was much higher functioning. Probably looking back on it retrospectively, 
some form of autism. Okay. Um, for this for this one, but he was a bully. He was a meanie face, and right. he was like torturing my friend this my, this other kid, right? My friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just got this rage inside of me. Like I, like I was going on a crusade to like win back the motherland, the Holy land for the, for Christianity. Right. <laughs> like this rage. Okay. And so I shoved him into like a, like a swing set <clears throat> and I heard his back crack and I was like, Oh fuck. You know, I just killed this kid, <laughs> but I didn't No, He was fine, but I got in trouble and uh, naturally. And, um, my mom told the daycare to go fuck themselves. Cause I helped out a, a retard. So. So, okay, not as bad of a story as I expected. It actually was very – it's a big case of like, you know, when somebody who has – is in like a special needs situation, you know, there, there's that line of like, you know, you can – there's only so much grace you can give. When somebody's being, you know, you know tortured, like I, I guess you could say you might have been in the right. It's like that – it's like what – okay, because my friend was definitely – um had issues special, like, special needs, right? He was definitely special needs. I don't know exactly what he had, but it wasn't autism. It was something a bit right. more severe, but he was, he was not high functioning though. Right. The thing. And so when somebody comes along who is high functioning and is an asshole to him, what are you going to do? Mm. You're going to shove the autistic kid. That's just, and that's what I did, <laughs> but for the greater good. All right. Well, I'm a, good. I'm a chaotic protecting- neutral here in this situation. That's, yeah. And that's the thing too, is the person you were protecting was also special needs. So he could, in a way himself. I actually, yeah, I think that absolves it. I th- actually think that's not a fucked up story at all. I think it's actually, I think it was, it was quite noble of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I just shove both of them and I don't discriminate. All right, let's move yes, on. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's rude. Never, <laughs> never made any, as, okay, let's move on. <laughs> that's a true story, by the way. You can cut this, but that's 100% true. Oh, I fucking believe it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so we are so okay. All horrible analogies aside, we are talking about the spiny-backed uh, chimpanzee. Okay, right. Um, so we're maintaining ourselves in the Congo, of course, because where else would we be? Sorry, I don't mean to bring it back, but what did that story have anything to do with retard strength? It sounds like you beat the shit out of them. I don't know, man. I just my own retard, my own retard brain just kind of put two and two together. I guess. <laughs> Oh boy, we are the most uh, reliable source there is for all kinds of information. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> this is a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, the spiny back chimpanzee is literally what it sounds like, you guys. It's a chimpanzee with a bunch of long, thin spines sticking out of its back like, like a porcupine. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it sounds pretty <laughs> fucked up. All right. And seeing that thing shrieking and running at you, just a crazed monkey with spikes. Ah, hard pass. Hard pass on that. But it will make my future army a lot stronger if I can find them. That This is true. That's right. You're, you're uh, trying to create an ensemble of chimpanzees armed with uh, AR-15s, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and parachutes. But now if I can and find parachute. spiky-backed ones. Oh, buddy. Because inevitably, some of those chimpanzees with the parachutes, you know, when they're deployed, won't always remember to, you know, activate the parachute. So at least if they're covered in spikes, you know, it's still a great weapon. You know, a big spike-head chimpanzee at uh, 150 miles per hour can do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So there will be live sacrifice, but for the greater good. Well, you got to take over somehow. <laughs> 
Now, there has only been one sighting of this creature, but it's an interesting one nonetheless. And it was fairly recent, which is pretty cool. So sometime between 1997 to 2002, a member of the U.S. Navy on a mission in the Congo said that their entire unit encountered 13 chimpanzees with gray hair attempting to eat a different creature of which they could not see what, what that creature was. But these mm-hmm. chimps had spikes around uh, coming out of their backs, like a bunch of them. And they claimed to have shot a three-minute video of this encounter, but the film is said to be in possession of the U.S. military under top-secret uh, level security. You know what make, this makes me think of is um, in the meta in the story of Resident Evil, um, the the T virus, which is the virus that makes zombies and stuff, was originally derived from a like a plant in Africa, which people would eat and get like superhuman strength if they survived the encounter. And creating the T virus was in sen- in a sen- in a sense taking that like plant and like you know fucking with it and turning it into a, a virus. Blah 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 blah. If these chimpanzees uh, are real, what if they found the uh, the uh, the progenitor like T virus thing, and that's what's making them spiked and like monstrous? Two things to say about that. First, hmm. the premise just kind of sounds like how you get your powers in Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. Which is racist. And then second, um, I thought it was the D virus. The D virus? Yeah, D's nuts virus. Let's okay. move on. Oh, yeah, shit. Fucking <laughs> feet walked right into that one, man. Oh, my uh, God. That was almost I felt bad. Um, <laughs> that one uh, took a year off my life. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, now the next cryptid is actually a quite fun one and badass. And God damn it. Before I get into this, I will say this is not furry shit, okay? I've been getting a lot of flack from our listeners because of my love for werewolves, and this has nothing to do with furries, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's see if, if, if I'm convinced. We will be talking about were-hyenas. Were-hyenas. Okay, that does sound scary. Because um, you guys know what hyenas do, man. They're weird looking. They look like like those, uh, what's that dumb sh- move? Uh, Lord of the Rings, right? And Lord of the Rings, there was a, a dog type thing in the second one. Remember that? Uh, that the orcs rode? They look oh, like yeah, big yeah, yeah. hyenas. So picture that, but like standing on two feet. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That doesn't sound great. And I think, I mean, I know like the hyena laugh isn't like a laugh as we know it, but... There's still something about being torn limb from limb as they laugh at you. That's just really disturbing. Yeah, and it's a little, it's a little uh, uncalled for. Yeah, a little, it's a little extra, a little level of mean that's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> now, these creatures are known to be prevalent in many different parts of East Africa, and these different cultures in East Africa have their own takes on what where hyenas are exactly. So, for instance. In some parts of Ethiopia, tradition tells that every blacksmith in their villages is in fact a witch, and this witch can turn itself into a hyena at will. Why blacksmith? That seems really unfair to them. They just spent their whole life being amazing at it, and then now they're fucking br- they're branded witches. That's a uh, you know what? I didn't think about that. That's true. Blacksmiths yeah, have done nothing but help their villages and their communities by creating Weapons, armor, fencing, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, seems like a very rude association, but But they could be right. You never know. Maybe. 
We don't know the whole story, so I don't know. We don't. We don't. And uh, another thing, too, that they say about these blacksmith hyenas is at midnight, when they turn into hyenas, they go out and rob graves. That's very different from a werewolf. That's very different, right? Um, mm. Now, in some areas of East Africa, the werehyenas are not humans who turn into hyenas, but they are hyenas who try to disguise themselves as human to get to lure victims to them, which is more terrifying to me personally. I feel like didn't we cover something like that on like the Skinwalker episode? It it does remind you of Skinwalkers a little bit, except for well, coyotes. We were talking about coyotes in the Skinwalker episode. Yeah, like that whole thing, or like the doppelganger body snatchers thing, right? Oh, man, I don't listen to our own episode. I mean, I don't know, man. I can't even remember what we <laughs> talked about last week. Yeah, no, that was all the way back in April. Can you believe that? April this year? Yeah, that's when we did the body snatcher one. Oh, shit. Yeah, it seems like yeah. last year. <laughs> Time's fucking flying, man. So in my personal opinion, they're not as cool as werewolves. I love werewolves to death. I like reading fantasy novels. Um, first off, I'm allowed to say that because Tasker, don't give me that fucking look. You watch anime, buddy, and you read mangas and mangas and and all whatever the fucking kids call them. Yeah, you can't laugh uh, at me for reading fantasy novels. No, you're you're right. I I I can't. I'm reading Brandon Sanderson's The Way of the Kings right now. There's no werewolves in it yet. There might be. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers. The point is, I like werewolves. I like werewolves in my fantasy novels. Yes, I've read all the Twilight books. Why? Why do you think I've read all the Twilight books, Tasker? Uh, jerking off. Well, I mean, that's like that's the after effect. Why do you think I began right, right. reading them? Because there's fucking werewolves. Because and vampires there's fucking in werewolves and vampires in them. I'm a sucker for that shit. In my opinion, where hyenas are not as cool. But they're fucking up there for me. I think they're bad. I think that's kind of a badass folklore, a cryptid right there. Yeah, it's definitely a like you said to see because hyenas are already pretty scary as is, and to see like you know one as like you said, it's more of like an offshoot cousin to the werewolf, and like and that's it. I do like though that it has like different habits and activities. Like it doesn't just go and like eat your goat and like no, it's it's fucking straight up like robbing your graves <laughs> and like that's that's um that takes some thinking. Yeah, so I, I so they they seem more um, aware when they're in their hyena form. It seems like right, they're, they yeah. can think clearly. Whereas werewolves, they're savage, uh, which is maybe why I like them. I don't know. Yeah, just bloodlust. Where so with where hyenas do they attack and kill people, or is it just like like what 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 entices them to be grave robbers, or it's just because they're fucking like any grave robber money money so the grave robber version um the ethiopian version of the where hyenas are more for greed and then the other most other cultures see them as creatures who will try to lure and eat people uh okay so it depends on what culture you're coming from but it could also be that sort of like what the corruption of greed could do to you and turn you into yeah 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 man you're getting it I, i dig it yeah that's that's dope i like it Okay, so real quick, guys, we're going to travel across the waters to Madagascar to discuss a another fucking awesome cryptid, okay, might I add, known as the Kidoki. Kidoki? That sounds Kidoki. like that sounds like some organic vegan bowl. It is. <laughs> it is some vegan bowl. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not really, but that'd be cool. Um, now, Kidoki, simply put, is a lemur-like lemur 
like hominid. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I want you, Tasker, to sit there real quick and imagine Bigfoot, right? What do you think of when you think Bigfoot? Big hairy monkey man. Precisely. Now, it's got, right? It's it's big. It stands up straight uh, on two feet. Humanoid in a way, but ape-like, right? That's what Bigfoot is. Right. Now, imagine Bigfoot, but instead of being ape-like, it's a lemur. It's lemur Bigfoot. I like to move it, move it, right? I was literally just going to say, I just imagine like this big hulking hairy body and just the, the face of the lemur from the Madagascar, the movie. It's honestly kind of what it looks like in artist depictions of the Kidoki. Oh my God, it's like a really? hulking humanoid giant lemur thing. Interesting. I'm looking at pictures of it now and I'll be a lot less friendly than like, um, I like to move it, move it. And also, uh, uh, did you ever watch Zabumafu? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the most racist <laughs> name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is a great show. Yeah, the, the that guy showed up too, the lemur. So, yeah, a little bit like that, but definitely a lot scarier in the artist depictions. Yeah, but I think that's such a cool cryptid, man, because I love Bigfoot. Um, I love, you know, and of course that's coming in a future series, but we, I love, we both love Bigfoot, even Tasker likes Bigfoot and he's not really like into cryptids. It's, it's like a, it's like a natural thing to like. Well, it's a big catch all. Like it's one of the, it's a great American mystery and it's like, it's just, you know, the idea of like how far people will go for the truth or the, to cover up the truth or to create their own truth. There's so much mythos surrounding it. Like, you know, it can't help but be a little like eyebrow raisy. Yeah, and then you take the myth of Bigfoot and you turn it into a lemur. That's fucking awesome. That's it's fun. It's a neat idea for sure. Like I, I definitely I stand behind this one as with a thumbs up. Perfect, and that's what I like to hear. I'm glad that your thumbs up in this one. <laughs> now, not much in specific is known about the Kidoki, but in 1995. Natives were interviewed about strange creatures throughout Madagascar because Madagascar in itself, guys, has a lot of cryptids. And, of course, the Kadoki definitely came up in their talks with interviewers. Um, So that's something that really natives are kind of keen to, but nobody from the West has really seen. Interesting. Yeah, Madagascar is an interesting case of it's just this... That one little island that's off the African coast. And um, you can only imagine what goes on there. I'm going to be honest with you guys because of my general ignorance of things outside of the country, of my country. Um, <laughs> before doing the research on this episode, I did not know that people lived on Madagascar, to be honest with you. Oh. I thought it was just a bunch of fucking weird animals over there. Uh, I Okay, I'm with you on that. My ignorance stretches far. I didn't know those. I, yeah, I thought it was just like. Yeah, at most like a nature reservation or something. Right. Like anomalous animals and a bunch of brightly colored cool animals. Like I know Madagascar has a bunch of beautiful animals, but I didn't know people lived there. That's very my it was very mind blowing for to me to find that out. Interesting. Well, hey, there you go. See, this can be a wholesome episode as well, okay? It doesn't have to be all racism. <laughs> we can learn a thing or two. <laughs> All right, guys, so enough time at the Madagascar. We're traveling back to the mainland of Africa, and we're going to go to, you guessed it, the Congo for our next cryptid. Now, back in the Congo, let's talk about a cryptid only known as the 50-foot Congo snake, a.k.a. my penis. <laughs> that sounds like uh, something that would, that sounds like the street name of somebody in a Tarantino movie. 
<laughs> 50-foot Congo snake? Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in 1959, there was a part of the Congo occupied by Belgium's military forces. One Colonel Remy Van Lierde was in the Belgian Air Force at the time and was stationed in the Congo. While on a helicopter ride just above the tree line, he spotted a massive snake on the ground. And he estimated this snake to be about 50 feet in length and had the and had a head which was estimated to be two to three feet wide. Now, does that sound familiar to you at all, Tess? See what my penis looks like. Um it's definitely I mean, if we change feet to inches, maybe. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Hey, 50 inches, man, that ain't bad. That's uh what is that? About over four, a little over four feet. What happens if we go uh centimeters? Yeah, I was gonna say 50 centimeters <laughs> to inches. Um that's still 19 inches, man. I mean, God shit. damn it. I can't lose, baby. I can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> what if we go to uh millimeters? <laughs> okay, yeah, 1.9 inches. No, nah, that's go. more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit more down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now Lierde was all. Uh, fuck, let me redo that. <laughs> Lierde also described the color of the snake as being typically boa-like, so dark green slash brown scales on top, and an off-white, almost like yellowish tan underbelly. So some of you out there might be wondering, how did he get the chance to see the underbelly to describe it? Well, upon first sighting this snake, he told the pilot to circle back around and get lower, much lower, so we could get a better look at it. And they did just that. And when the helicopter got close enough to the snake, it lifted up the top 10 feet of its body as if it was going to strike at the helicopter. And that is how he saw the underbelly. That is some Indiana Jones fucking fucked up monster attack bullshit. That's scary. I here's how I feel about this. I like snakes, but even this freaks me out. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's 50 feet tall and can lift itself because snakes can do that. They can lift themselves up. They're, they're like all muscles. If you've ever felt a snake before, that shit's like you feel it all moving and whatnot. But, like, to have the 50 feet of snake, or at least 30 feet of it go up, yeah, that could easily smack a helicopter out of the air. And it's frightening. That's terrifying. Yikes. So, when it looked like this, the, they were within the strike zone of the snake, which they probably were right at that point, Lierde estimated that the snake was so huge that they were that they could be knocked out of the sky, and he told the pilot to, like, dip the fuck out of there. Like, it's okay, we got our sighting, let's, let's bounce. Mm-hmm. Now, because of that, we don't have evidence of this. Um, didn't seem like the kind of like a trip, uh, like you're not going through like a safari trip where you could just snap pictures and shit. Like you're about to be taken out of the air by a 50 foot snake. So they just left without getting evidence, of course. Right. But if this sighting is real, it would put this snake in the Congo right up there with one of, if not the largest snake in the world. Yeah, and that was one of the, like the other one, it just, it sounds to me like this isn't completely impossible, like cryptid or not, like it could just be, like I said, gigantism is a, is a thing genetically where something in your DNA gets fucked and you just get way bigger than your, Andre the Giant, he had gigantism, that man's like a beer can he could hold between his thumb and his forefinger. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, people, 
let's move on to the next one. And to be fair and to be frank, this uh, this one was a bit difficult for me to look into because I don't know if you guys knew this or if you could infer from our conversation earlier, but I have major arachnophobia. It's a very – one of the most, I think, common phobias. And so, yeah, so that's why I don't feel too bad in admitting it. Um, I'm not perfect as many of you out there might think, right? Um, I'm, I'm, fa- oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fallible. Well, that's like somebody being like, oh, I have a confession to make. Like, I'm into MILF porn. It's like, yeah, of fucking course you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, my arachnophobia might be a little extreme. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but know that I have a pretty bad case. So I did this for you guys, all right? I Because when I when looking into this cryptid, I had, uh, naturally, when you Google things, pictures pop up, okay? Yeah. And even the pictures make me jump and I can't handle it. Um, I turn into a little schoolgirl and start crying and screaming. So I did this for you guys. Yeah, you could handle watching a video of a man getting beheaded. That's different. <laughs> Is it though? Yeah, because I mean, I don't know, man. It's just different, right? Because like if I see a picture of a spider, I fucking jump. When I see a video of a guy getting beheaded by the cartel, Mike, he probably deserves it, right? Probably He probably fucked yeah. over the cartel. I, I mean, guess I shouldn't I say guess. he deserves it. I should say yeah. he had it coming and he <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you play with fire, you get burned. You know, if you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Whereas with spiders, there's no human element to it. Is that maybe something that has to do with it? Of it's just let me there? let me explain my problem with spiders. Okay, my one of my I'll explain many of my problems. First off, nothing <laughs> on this fucking and on God's green earth should have eight anything. It has eight legs. And it's got eight beady ass eyes. Okay. That should not be the case. Oh, do you concur? I mean, that's not it. (laughs) And then it's, it's weird. How do you feel about that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of spiders, but like that to me, that's not a level of abomination that disturbs me to, I'm more scared of like, you know, um, uh, like possessed things, which like, I guess is just, you could you could technically formulate that as like oh so if you saw somebody with leprosy and you somebody told you they were possessed you just run away maybe so maybe I'm the asshole here I don't know. Also, riddle me this, Tasker. Why would something that is essential? I know bugs, and I know some fucking nerd out there is going to be like, oh, spiders aren't bugs; they're not insects. Whatever, they're all kind of the same. All right, why would they have <laughs> hair? It's unnatural. Uh, it's creepy, Ugh, bro. Just like fucking talking about it is creeping me out, dude. Okay, one last point before we move on then. Is it so the whole fact of them possibly being venomous, is that like a big part of it? Or is it just their their appearance and everything? It's just the them? appearance. I, I don't care about the venom because I, I like uh, I like I like snakes and stuff. I know some snakes are venomous. Right. It's the appearance. It's they're they are abominations. And I think I, I know that I know that hippies and fake scientists will tell me that having spiders on Earth helps keep certain bugs and pests in, in control. I think they're all full of shit. I think we need to eradicate every <laughs> single arachnid on this planet, including scorpions. The spider Hitler, huh? Is that that's it, man? That, that's it. I that, I'm doing it. I've just now. I have. I am now announcing that I'm picking up where Hitler left off, but I'm switching. I'm switching my focus to spiders. <laughs> One of these days, we'll just have to make a big project of just like cutting out all of our little best bits and turning it into the worst episode possible. We're just like it. Just starts off as like, all right, guys, I'm taking up the mantle of Hitler, and then it's just that's the beginning. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, uh, but what I said is 100% serious. I fucking hate spiders. So I did this for you guys, okay? Yeah. Um, now, now, where else would we be? Where else in Africa would they have these spiders? Um, the Congo, okay? We're, Congo. Fucking something's going on in there. Something's in the waters. Um, and this cryptid's name is the Jabafofi. Ah, Jabafofi? I don't know. I was going to say Fofi sounds like four feet. Like four feet. It's got four feet. Hey, that bitch is about four feet away from me. That was racist. Let's move on. Nice. You can cut nice. that if you want. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so the Jabba. I'm just going to call it the Jabba. This creature, as you would have guessed from my little rant, is a fucking spider. Okay. Um, specifically, these Jabba spiders' behavior patterns matches that of what we know as trapdoor spiders here in America and such, um, which is also a fucking nightmare. Right. Mm. I'm not even talking about cryptid spiders and it's still a nightmare for me. Um, right. These assholes, they dig holes underneath tree roots. I'm talking about the Jabba. What they'll do is they'll dig these big holes underneath tree roots and then they'll cover them with their webs and leaves. And they can actually camouflage in these leaves as well. Like camouflage their skin or whatever the fuck they have their shell. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking exoskeleton. Disgusting. <laughs> now the only difference in their behavior uh with let's say our usual trapdoor spiders is that instead of waiting for prey to come close to the hole and then attacking and dragging them ugh, and dragging them in <laughs> i'm getting all fucking crawly on my back dude i gotta get through this okay you can do it um instead of waiting in the hole for the prey to come to them they'll set the hole up get out of the hole and then literally chase down their prey and lead them to the hole so they fo- the so the prey falls into the hole and then they go in after the prey and do whatever the fuck they do down there. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, damn. They so they're pretty clever. And this is this is the cryptid spider. Like normal spiders don't normally do this, right? Right. And if they did, oh my god. Jesus. (laughs) Just firebomb everything till it's over. Yeah, I don't feel good, man, talking about this. I feel nauseous right now. Okay. Um, So now let's talk about their physical appearance of the Jabba. Like I said, guys, they're spiders. They have eight legs, eight beady eyes. Like I said, no no creature on earth should have this. It's unnecessary and and, uh, either God fucked up or it's just a sick joke. That he's playing on us. Okay. Yeah. I'd lean on joke. Fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. To make matters worse with the Jabba, they are huge. Okay. So to me, so I would say they're huge to Tasker. Okay. Cause to Tasker, Tasker, what do you think a big spider is? Uh, a big spider, like I would say like six inches. That's fucking that's it. That's enough to be like, I need to fucking leave right now. If a spider is five to six inches. Okay. That's why I'm bringing Tasker into this because we need to put some perspective on this. That's big for Tasker. For me, a spider that is big. Okay. Doesn't matter what fucking size it is. If it's a spider, it's big enough and I won't deal actually, with it. Yeah. Actually, I'm more even like four inches. That's still pretty fucking three, four. That's still, that's still too big. If it exists for, in my opinion, if it exists, it's too big. Okay, that's just the way yes. it goes. Now, right. when I say these Jabba are big, they're fucking massive, okay, to both of our perspectives. So, um, 
in these sightings that have taken place, they have ranged anywhere from two to four feet wide. Feet. That Okay, so my computer tablet that I use for art and stuff is 21 inches. And that's like, you know, across, like, you know, at the X diagonal. So that would mean this spider is like, almost like, it's it's like about 0.5% bigger than or that. Or more, if, if we're going, because it ranges from two to four. Imagine uh, a four foot wide fucking trapdoor spider. Woo, yeah, that sounds like the worst day ever. It reminds me, um, was it... Was it Harry Potter? One of the movies has a spider in it. I think Lord of the Rings, too. They both did, right? Yeah, I think Lord of the Rings was Shelob. And in uh, Harry Potter, it was, I don't know. But it was like, yeah, it was like a giant spider who could command other spiders. Okay. I think it was the the Harry Potter one. My grandmother took me to that movie in theaters when it came out, right? I was quite young. (gasps) Oh, no. Of course, I never read the books, so I had no idea that was coming. (laughs) When it did, I fucking left the theater faster than you could ever imagine a little kid run. <laughs> oh, no. I'm picturing just like little teeny Nick before he, he became the muscle-bound powerhouse you are today. Just fucking <laughs> your face just going pale. and just <laughs> It was the one of Almost- the worst experiences of my life. Almost tripping on the way out. Oh, showing no. my grandma out of the way trying to get out of the theater. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> and you didn't even give it a chance either. Not even trying to close. You just left. Huh? I just zipped out. I dipped as soon as I saw fucking a spider. I'm like, dude, why is it so goddamn big? It's unnecessary. <laughs> oh, what a great mistake. Oh, your poor grandma I was like, what? What did I do? <laughs> I'll never forgive her. Um, (laughs) So let's learning a lot about you today. I I feel very vulnerable right now. Okay, (laughs) you're you're really putting your heart on your sleeve for this episode. I had to I had to man. I because I had to let you guys know why I'm freaking out during this section of the episode. I can't get through this this spider talk without you know like fucking flinching and stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, very respectful. Okay. Let's talk about the first sighting of this creature, which is quite odd. Or old. I read that wrong. It's quite old. Ah. Back in 1890, there was a British missionary named Arthur John Symes. He and his men were out in the Congo doing whatever it is missionaries do. Probably trying to convert black people to Christianity like a bunch of assholes, right? Yeah. Uh, Good old missionaries. Now, some of his men stumbled into giant webs and got themselves stuck. They were big enough and strong enough for the men to be stuck in them. And once that happened, two of these huge abominations called the Jabbah came out of their trap doors and attacked the group while Arthur was trying to get his men out of the webs. Now, Arthur got bit while trying to get them out of the webs, but he did manage to shoot one of the spiders with his pistol. It did not kill it, which is a fucking problem. Okay, that's a big fucking problem. (laughs) God, that's horrible. Dude, I felt something on my foot just now. I almost pissed myself. Okay. (laughs) The podcast first. I hate this. I fucking, why should have made you read this section? Okay, we'll get through it. (laughs) You've come this far. It's the the light at the end of the tunnels there. (sighs) Okay. Now, shortly after being bit, he developed major flu-like symptoms and died not long after 
he developed said symptoms. Uh, there have been a good amount of sightings since then, at least from Westerners, aka white people, who visit the area to do research on cryptids in the Congo. Mm. The natives are quite used to the Jaba, like they seem to be with most of the other cryptids, that because they basically live in a literal hell in the Congo. <laughs> I imagine there's some very uh, unfriendly parts of the Congo. I mean, this whole episode is basically taking place there. And now we have to worry yeah. about fucking four <laughs> foot wide spiders, man. I don't know how they live over there. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. And not just they're clever, too. They got they got schemes. Okay. All right. We can do this. All right. Anyway, up until recently, we there have been sightings. And there was even a video posted on to YouTube in 2013 claiming to have captured the Jabba in the recording using night vision trail cameras. I would love to give my opinion on the video, but I'll be goddamned if I ever watch it, and I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll have to pull it up later and see if uh, anybody on our Discord will listen or watch it. But um, Yeah, like maybe I'm not going to do it, but Tasker, maybe if you'd be so inclined later to look it up and post it to cryptids, um, then, then you guys can tell us what your thoughts are. Like Tasker, you're not that afraid to look at videos or pictures, are you? Of spiders? Uh, when it's spiders, no, I can watch them. Okay, so maybe later you can let us know what you think. So since yeah, I can't, yeah. yeah, sounds good. Because I'm fucking autistic with spiders. I fucking can't <laughs> do it. We all got one. All right, and that's it. For, we did. We made it through. We made it through that section. All right, we're alive. Nothing is crawling on my foot. Okay, we're good. Yep. And you haven't thrown up. That's a that's a good step forward. Yeah. So enough about spiders, because that was not groovy, but let's move on to some more cryptids, which we don't know a whole lot about, but they deserve mentioning. Um, and like, it's going to be kind of like a lightning round moving forward. Now, first up, uh, <laughs> first up, we have the Algerian hair viper, a.k.a. Tasker's penis. Accurate. <laughs> uh, now, this one is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah take that take that in your pipe and smoke it yeah man you just ran with it <laughs> now this one is fairly straightforward okay it's a viper reaching lengths of just under two feet so tasha if that's the case you're still doing pretty well just under two feet is pretty long not bad not bad at all pretty average i could deal i could deal however they are hairy like a caterpillar that's weird. It's like so. It's like a hairy vite. It's a hairy spider. That's a spider. I still in my fucking mind. <laughs> a hairy snake. Yeah, basically. And that would suck. You'd be like, oh look, it's a giant caterpillar. Oh no, it's got fangs and it's coming. Yeah. And see, I think it's the hair that bugs me too, because that kind of freaks. Because I, like I said, I like snakes, but when I think of this guy, kind of creeps me out. Yeah, and it's interesting though too, because you 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 dig werewolves, but when it's on anything non-humanoid. It seems to be more disturbing. Yeah, it's a problem for me. I think, I think I don't know, there's some deep-seated hate towards hairy things that shouldn't be hairy. <laughs> and that's something I think you could figure out with therapy. So, <laughs> good luck. Um, and I should point out that this creature has only been sighted once, and it was in 1852 in Dur Duraria, Algeria. Man, so... Could, who knows? Maybe it was a snake that was covered in some sticky sap and rolled around in hair. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 1852. That was a long time ago. It's hard to speculate. Yep. Hard to say. But uh, I'll say I'll be happy to never see it. Fair. Me too. Me too. Cool. Next is the Mul Mulilo Slug. Okay. So this is 
it's basically a slug. Okay. That sounds like the name of your wiener. The Mulilo slug. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's <laughs> it moves slow, but it's nice and big. <laughs> it's girthy. <laughs> and it leaves us a trail of slime behind as I walk <laughs> like a, like a lady midget. <laughs> that's not fucking, I feel like I somehow feel like you've made that joke before. And I had the same response of that's fucking, disgusting. I have made that joke before. It's one of my favorites. Oh um, God. Called a snail trail. Gross. Yeah. But the problem with, well, that, I mean, well, we have to, let's think about this for a second. I don't think that vaginas are always leaving a trail. Like if they were midgets, right? Because then they have to be wet all the time. Like right. if you were to leave us, if you were, a, if you were a short person, like a little person and a lady, you would have to be wetter than a retard's chin to leave a snail trail. You know what I mean? Awful comparison as usual, but you would have to be permanently like not even just turned on. Like I'm talking like, um, like, you know, when you beat, um, egg whites, you okay, know, that, I thought that level. you were going <laughs> to say something else. I was like, what do you beat constantly? That's uh, just, what do you like? What do you, uh, you know what I mean? Jackie Gleason again, egg- beating your wife or something and just getting off on <laughs> that. What's you, going on? When you beat egg whites, they become fluffy and frothy. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's disgusting. Oh, Lord. That's disgusting. <laughs> Learn a, we're learning a lot about each other today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think if you were that like snail trail, that, that would be a problem. And you'd probably get dehydrated from it. I mean, yeah, because that's all that mucus. Uh, that's all that is down there. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just mucus down oh, there. Is it though? I don't think it's mucus. Yeah, yeah. And, and ladies? Yeah, is that mucus? It's mucus, man. Here, Google I mean, it real quick. Google, Google it. Okay. Tell us, tell us what they say it exactly is. But I, I've been told it's mucus. Um, well, it's not called mucus. It's called transudate. So we'll say kind of. Let's just say I'm sure it doesn't taste much different. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know it doesn't. Yo, high five. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> this is this, oh, this episode dear. has gotten out of hand, uh, ladies. We apologize if we're we don't mean to offend anybody by what we're we just don't know, right? We don't yeah, know this, these things, so you know this is this is a this is a chaotic episode to say the <laughs> least. Hey, regardless, it said hey you, you said it had protein in it, right? So there's no problem with that. Good for you. you. Know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, it's it's not mucus, it's not discharge, it's it's kind something of its in own between. It's deal. something in there that's it's salty its own deal, yeah, and but kind of smells like uh, the fisherman's wharf in San Francisco. <laughs> Varies from woman to woman, yeah, as I'm sure the as I'm sure Samen does. Do, <laughs> do you ever feel not so fresh down there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a Vagisil commercial. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, all right. On the slugs. Anything else about slugs? No, yeah. we haven't even gotten into it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got? Okay, so it is a it is the Mulilo slug is a slug, of course. But the problem with this slug is that it has been reported as being up to six feet long and one foot wide. <laughs> now, Tasher, take a quick guess. Where do you think this slug resides in Africa? Congo. The Congo. Where else would it be? <laughs> just a just a breeding ground for these things, huh? Anyway, yeah, dude. It's 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 
there is something happening in the Congo. Maybe there's literally like some kind of chemical in the water or something that is undiscovered that is turning things into awesome giant creatures that we need to discover so I can drink some of it. Right. But also, isn't there like a shit ton of like genocide that happens in the Congo? Maybe all that bad energy is just finally given life. I have no idea. I don't know where the genocides in Africa are taking place. I assume uh, all over. All right. I mean, I'm not to be rude, but I mean, there's a lot of problems over there. There are, but like I said, that's, that's, we'll save it for uh, our geopolitical studies when we inevitably go back to school to fix our lives up. Yeah. All I can say is, Hey, stop giving kids AK 47s. All right. It's a bad idea. Anyway, the Molilo slug is said to be fairly docile and an herbivore, but it does have poisonous breath. So that must be avoided if you come into contact with one. See, this kind of just sounds like a Dark Souls monster. Maybe maybe Dark Souls ripped it off, man. Or inspired. I don't know. It also is said that natives in the past have tried to trap the, and kill the slug to take advantage of its skin, uh, which is also said to have magical properties to it. Interesting. Yeah, this just sounds like Dark Souls. I think there actually is a creature that's like... They got, they like secrete this like poison thing and it like fucks up all your armor. But, um, now I'm just, you know, just speaking. Uh, now we move on to the Mamba Mutu. Mamba Mutu, huh? Yeah. And this one is actually kind of badass. Uh, so it is called the Mamba Mutu. I don't know what it means, but I fucking love these names, man. I feel like they roll off my tongue real, real nice. They're very rhythmic, which is very fun. A lot of nice vowels in the right places, you know? Yeah. Anyway, the Mambamutu is a vampiric creature. But when you picture a vampire, you think of a horrific blood-sucking human or demon. At least most of us do. And for you twinks out there, uh, including myself now that I've outed myself earlier, uh, you (laughs) might picture characters from Twilight. Yeah, okay, so... Kind of uh, uh, just, just they look like just fit people. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Most people would think of when I say vampire, right? You think of those oh, kinds yeah. of things. A strapping fit young man. Mm. Mm. Man, Bella <laughs> was fucking just the, the luckiest lass in the land. Man. She had her pick of everybody, dude. <laughs> that she did. And that's why it was a fan fiction that got popular. I'm going to reread that series later. Uh-huh. Uh, but I will never watch the movies. That's where I draw the line. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, good on you. However, so when you think, well, when you think of vampires, you think of like Edward Cullen, but the Mamba Mutu is an insect like mermaid. Uh, and by insect, like, I mean that some people describe it as being like half lobster, half human type of mermaid situation here, where it's kind of like a, like a, um, I forgot what the family of those, those types of, sea creatures are called, but you know where they kind of look like the bugs of the sea, right? Like shrimp and shit. Crustaceans? Yeah, like maybe like a crustacean, like crustaceans, like where they kind of look like bugs, but they're not like, they live underwater. Shellfish. Shellfish, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Like it's like half that, half man type mermaid, which is very interesting because we've never seen that in mermaids before, at least on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, True. Now this this creature is said to have massive razor sharp teeth, which it uses to drain its victims' blood, and sometimes even eat their brains. Okay, so we're finally getting a little bit more metal, a little bit less like just nature being nature, and this one's just like, nah, I'm, we're out for blood. Yeah, man, they're all about eating up that brain fluid. 
Um, Yum. The Mambamutu resides in Lake Tanganyika. Tanganyika. Yeah, I'd say that passes. And it also resides in Lukungu, Lukunga River, uh, both of which are in, you fucking guessed it, the Congo. Classic Congo. And finally, we come to what is known as the Nandi Bear. The Nandi Bear is a terrifying creature seen in parts of Kenya and Uganda. Now, generally, this creature resembles a giant bear that has a mane like a lion around its neck and much larger than a regular bear as well. Um, However, there is some contention amongst the cryptozoology community when it comes to what exactly a Nandi bear refers to. Some reports say that the Nandi bear is what I described previously, a strange and large bear, which, by the way, are there bears in Africa? I feel like there's not. um, I feel like from immediate opinion, I, I would say no, but like, I don't know because like in America and like, you know, we have a lot of bears here, but like, I don't know if that's really the right environment for them. I'm not sure. Same. So that, that's kind of an iffy thing right there. Um, but some reports suggest that the Nandi bear is not a bear at all. Some say that it is actually a massive hyena like creature able to stand on its hind legs with flaring red eyes. And some other of these reports suggest that it is actually kind of like a baboon Bigfoot-esque like creature, like a baboon man creature. All terrifying. All all of it is not good news. That's the point, right? Yes. <laughs> now, although cryptozoologists disagree, disagree about what this creature is, the truth is that there is something out there which resembles one of these animals that are, people are seeing. Now, perhaps the reason that people seem to be seeing different things for the Nandi bear is because it is a mixture of these creatures. So that's kind of the crypto part of it is the fact that it's not actively like with the other ones. It's not actively like causing a ruckus or anything like that, but it's just a weird chimera like thing that just walks around and prowls, mostly minding its own business, but still terrifying and unexplainable right yes exactly just like most of the things that we've covered in africa it seems to be like there's something in the water over there that is really fucking with nature or there's just things we haven't discovered yet and that leads me to my final point of this episode before we can start yelling at each other about the uh, legitimacy of the things i've said today sure to close the information in this episode before we yell at each other i should say that You know, there are some haters out there who will say that this is a bunch of bullshit. Just remember that mountain gorillas were considered cryptids and called ape men until 1902 when they were substantiated as actual creatures. Now, we never know what is lurking in the thick, dangerous jungles of Africa. Drop mic. Well, yeah, uh, that's the thing is, I know you probably expected me to be like, oh, this is fucking horse shit, but... I'm actually fairly surprised at how grounded a lot of this is, how a lot of this is actually fairly possible. Um, even the spider one that has like the tricks. I mean, the, the bear thing, like, yeah, the slug thing, uh, gross and weird, but possible. Um, blood sucking demon. I mean, half lobster, half human. That's a little weird. Okay. That's the one I'm kind of like, probably Mamba Mutu. Was that it? Mamba Mutu. Mamba Mutu. 
Yes, that's <laughs> well well said. Uh, <laughs> that's the only one I'm kind of like, mm, that sounds like made up. But the rest, I, you know, it's the fucking the Congo jungle. There's a bunch of shit. Like, I mean, I go back to the whole idea of like, you know, in like the trenches of the ocean, there's parts of it we haven't even explored or even seen or even like researched yet. And it's like, I'm sure there are places in there where these things might not even be alive. Maybe it was just a special case. It lived out its days, died off, and that's the end of it. Who knows? But um, I, I do think it is very fascinating. I think that's kind of what makes it more creepy is, yeah, maybe they don't have magical ability to stalk you and mimic the voices of your loved ones. But it could also, you know, when a snake can come up and knock a helicopter out of the sky, that's enough of a reason for me to, you know, really appreciate the uh, the AC home that I live in right now. Well, I, I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting you to roll over. Let me pet your belly so quickly <laughs> on this topic. I was expecting you to say that all of it was crap. Uh, I'm citing damn nature. You scary. That is, that is my, my angle on this. And that's fair. And I personally, be- now do I believe all of these creatures exist? Yes. Why? <laughs> because there is something going on in Africa specifically the Congo, I personally believe there's something in there that is either turning already known creatures into fucking monstrous creatures or something in there in that, in that patch of the Africa that is allowing creatures from the past to live and carry on like Mokele Membe, right? That's a dinosaur, but Mm -hmm. they're saying that there's still dinosaurs walking in, in, in the Congo still. So that's, there's something in there allowing these creatures to either live on or to evolve into much bigger monstrous creatures. I think there's something there, man. Well, and I'll riddle you this say we for the sake of argument that that is the case, that there is some sort of like life form or plant life or some chemical, whatever that is like responsible for the rapid growth or expansion or, you know, changing of DNA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if that were the case, um, that does not bode well for the future of our species because you can goddamn bet they're going to get it. And I don't, we got now we got Umbrella Corporation, basically. I will be the first person to try whatever it is. If it's a plant, I'll eat it. <laughs> if it's a water source, I'll drink from it. I don't care if it's a bite from a certain animal or a bug or something. I'll do it. Let me try it first and see what it does to me. I'll be the martyr in this situation. <laughs> Yeah, because it can either go one of two ways. It's either an umbrella corporation is born or shield. And now we have super soldiers. And dude, who would make a better super soldier than me, dude, with my knowledge and with my with my my slight prejudice against certain groups of people, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just just perfectly built for the military. <laughs> no, wow. man, but I'm glad that we're kind of on the same page here. That's that's uh very rare that that happens. And when it happens, it's very nice. Yeah, the only thing I've ever learned in my life is just don't underestimate nature. Like like I said, there's not a whole lot of magic shit going on. There's not a whole lot of like when the, the furthest it goes, it's just a clever animal. Like I wouldn't put it past it. I believe it. And I know very little about Africa in terms of like it's like animal life and all that stuff and what it's capable of or how deep it goes. So, yeah, I actually am in that except for crab mermaid. I think that's 
I don't think that's true. But um, other than that, I'm kind of it's like all right, I could see it. I not only do I believe that they're all real, but I hope they're real. I hope that they're found soon, so we so us cryptozoologists can finally get some goddamn recognition and stop being called like tinfoil <laughs> hatters. Um, the only one I hope is not real is, of course, the. Jabah, the fucking giant spiders, because yeah. regular size spiders are already like completely like unnecessary in my opinion. Why would we have giant ones? That's all. That's, I'm just saying. But I, other than that, I think they're all good to go, and I hope that there are still dinosaurs alive. Yeah, eh, and who knows? I mean, like we said before, with like extinct things, there are some things that have come back. Some things that we had no idea even survived. That's another. Even with the dinosaurs, it's like it's a hard maybe. We just gotta be a little bit careful because I know. Um, our boy Count Chocula is a bit of a bit of a poacher, you know, and that's a big problem in Africa. And we want to want him because also too, we don't want him to one poach the dinosaurs for his own game, but also too, like, dude, if that gigantism, magic, whatever's there, you know, he's going to be the first one to get it. And that's something we we cannot afford to have happen. We have to be there yeah. to stop him before he finds out the secret. Because if he takes it. We will literally be fighting a more monstrous version of Count Chocula, and we will have no hope as a humanity. It's just gone, and he, he could whatever subordinates he's gathering because you know he is. I mean, he's already got his hands into literally every single pocket of every government official that you know felt his uh, his wonderful breakfast of uh, temptation. It's just, it's not good. We don't want that. So as, as you might imagine, Count Chocula episode still in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're cranking hard. We're really getting it together. We're really doing what we can to bring down this monstrous, pedophilic, violent beast of a creature down. But until then, you know, watching, listening to our show is great support for us for both bringing down the menace himself, but also just to keep the show going in general. We did, in fact, just recently surpass 10,000 listens. Yeah, and that's a lot for us, guys. And and we've been seeing a nice a nice growth, uh, and we appreciate the listens. We appreciate that you guys like us and the things we talk about and the way we talk about it. And I uh, hope that this episode was not too offensive for some of you out there, but you know what you <laughs> signed up for, you silly gooses. Yeah, and there might even be some hate listeners out there. It's like you might not even like it, but hey, the listens are still appreciated. You you do what helps you get your frustrations out and enjoy your day. Yeah, and I applaud you for doing so. Yep, and of course, once again, shout out to Columbus, Ohio, which is by far our highest listener base out of everywhere on the planet. So, good job, guys. What in the what in the Kentucky fried fuck is going on over in Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> I'm I'm I beg you, I beg all of you, please, somebody from there, join the Discord and let us know what is ha- why are we blowing up in Columbus? Is it is it because we kind of remind you like what is it? What's going on over there? I I just think it's hilarious that statistically speaking, we're more likely to be recognized by our voices in Ohio than we are in our own home. (laughs) Yeah. The fuck's I mean, I I love it, but it's weird. So that means, you know, if we start doing live shows, the first place I thought we'd go to like our hometown or we'd go like some Los Angeles something. But no, apparently we're going to Columbus, Ohio, which is fine. So (laughs) let us know the good tourist stops. Yeah. Find us. We'll grab a beer with you. Oh, my God. Well, of course, thank you all for listening. Glad to hit this 10K milestone with all you guys. All of this is word of mouth. Whole show is independent. 
as of now of this recording. Um, <laughs> and that it will continue to be. <laughs> Very high chance, especially after this episode. We might just permanently be stuck in that position. But hey, you know what? We enjoy doing it. We have fun recording these, and we hope you enjoy listening. So if you're on iTunes, if you could hit us with a five-star rating review, that'd be super appreciated. Spotify, if you want, you can click that follow button and get notified of new episodes that come out every single Wednesday. Instagram is at CEOTPK. Our YouTube is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. Twitter is at CEOTPK1. You can go to our Facebook, Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind, facebook.com slash CEOTPK, where you will find all of these links and the below. Uh, you can email us at CEOTPK1 at gmail.com. Discord is discord.gg slash lowercase b, number six, capital C, capital T, number five, capital M, capital X. Again, the easier way is just go to the Facebook. The link will be right there. Um, if you feel the need to donate, we do have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash CEOTPK. Uh, anything is appreciated, but don't feel the need. Don't feel it's necessary. Don't feel it's essential. Yeah, your listens are just gift enough. And um, we do appreciate you listening. And look, guys, whether you think spiders in general are a necessity to us as humans or if they're not, the truth is out there. Yeah, prejudice on eight-legged creatures aside, um, I think we're all hoping it's not. Yeah, because that is exploitation. That's dope. But when it comes to exploiting minors, that's not dope. See, yeah, in America, we're bu- we're built on the exploitation of the worker, not the child. 